Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling. And I just want to remind you to go to our website, cyclingskillspro.com for all the latest cycling programs, courses, and webinars and clinics that are local um, with regards to cycling for hours has everything to do with getting your cycling skills form and technique in an intense short time. With that, have an amazing day. Don't forget to ride your bike and remember you're only one pedal stroke away from cycling like a pro. Here we go. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming out for another episode of Secrets from the Saddle here with host Sylvie Daou and I am super excited to bring this amazing man back to the podcast. This is Hunter Allen. He's sitting in Virginia and he is the owner of Peaks Coaching Group. He's also the co-founder of Training Peaks. Uh, Possibly a lot of you are familiar with that training pro. (laughs) That's all I hear about nowadays. Um, And uh, he has, uh, you know, he's got his own coaching uh, business, like I was just saying. Um, and he's got training camps. So today we are coming back for an update as to what he's been doing. So I highly recommend that you go and you listen to the first podcast that we did in 2018. It's one of the first ones that I put out on Secrets from the Saddle. Get his background and then come back and listen to this one. Not that it matters, but you might as well get a bit of a background on on Hunter. And um, so Today we're going to have like kind of like an open discussion because we're going to be, I'm going to be, you know, Hunter's going to talk about um, coaching, uh, not coaching, but like training. What are you doing now that it's into the new year? And, um, and then we're going to banter around about that. And then we're going to talk about transition from trainer to road. And then we're going to talk about gravel. How fun is that? Who's got a gravel bike? I don't yet. But um, I've got an order on one, just like probably a lot of people. Get your orders down on bikes now before they disappear as soon as they get off the boat, you know. (laughs) But Hunter, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you back here. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to to give you kind of an update and and Mm -hmm. great to see you again. And uh, yeah, lots uh, lots of fun stuff happening here. Yeah, so let's talk about what everybody's doing. And we know what everybody's doing. They're sitting on their trainer on one of <laughs> one of the uh, key few profiles, like Ruby, I heard one. Swift is another yep. big one. Yep. Um, yep. Trainer Rogue, trainer I think Rogue. maybe is the third yeah. one. I don't yeah. know if there's a Yeah, no, I mean, I, I use all of them. And, uh, you know, for different reasons, to be honest. Um, and uh, like I have a bunch of clients around the world and we do trainer road rides. And so it's really nice because I can do a workout there and here's a group workout and my client and I were on the, the bike together. We see each other, we're riding in a group setting and it doesn't matter where they are, whether they're in Colorado or, or Brazil or wherever. And we get to do that. So that's super fun. And then uh, I've been doing a lot of Zwift as well because uh, one, it's just fun to have that group dynamic. That's mm-hmm. really always great to be in a, in a group. 
and then I also even do um, the group meetups with other clients as well because yeah. um, that's that's excellent too. So that's a lot of fun, and we can do a workout. And we've had a, a bunch of group meetups where you just invite you know all kinds of people in and and, and get them on. So that's been great. And then Ruby's so have you been fun. using have you been using a Facebook group for that, or is that on uh, Swift? That's so just on, on Swift. Yeah, on Swift. Yes, on Swift. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've exactly. been doing that too. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's, 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 it's fun. Exactly. Right. And the, the group meetup thing, it's not perfect the way that Zwift has done it, but at the same time, it's like good enough and that's really mm -hmm. nice. So it's, I can get, you know, we can get a hundred people on there and that's really, really wow. good to have, you know, so. you really, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> wow. Anyways, just add me to your like ill invite right. list. Right, well, you have to follow me, right? So oh, remember, yes, that's right. I'm learning all this Swift, stuff. Just a second. Go on the Swift on my... Companion app on your yeah, phone. I'm gonna go find you. Gotta you got to follow me. And then once <laughs> you follow me, then I can invite you. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, hold on. Keep talking. I'm just going to go find you because I'm all new to this. It's like, what do you mean I have to have this extra stuff? I'm like, where is that? And then, um, <laughs> but you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful too on Zwift. I mean, I think that that's one thing that, that the cautionary tale is, uh, well, there's, there's kind of two trains of thought and I've talked yeah. about this with, with, um, you know, all of our clients at Peaks Coaching Group. And, and then, uh, one is, well, okay, you could treat this whole winter as your racing season, right? You could oh, just definitely. say, well, gosh, you know, this is, I don't know when the races are going to come back in 2021. I don't know if my big peak event is going to be here. I mean, mm -hmm. fingers crossed, we're all going to be doing lots of events next year or this year. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, guaranteed you could race all winter long in Zwift and do all kinds of series and have lots of fun. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely lots of people who have taken that idea and said, well, you know what? I'm just going to race in Zwift all winter long. Uh, now, the downside <laughs> is really... <laughs> Yeah, let's hear the downside, uh, Coacher <laughs> Hunter Allen. <laughs> um, well, number one, you can't race every day, so don't try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and two, you know, once, once that's over, let's say you go all the way through March or something, you're probably going to ride poorly for a couple of months. So, so just know that, I mean, you know, our bodies, you know, they work in cycles, right? We have cycles of improvement. We have cycles of time where we need rest and cycles where our bodies are very tired and we have to rest. So if you spend a lot of time riding and racing with this winter, be careful if that means that your goals are in April and May of this coming year and you really want to crush them then because that's going to be a challenging time for you. Now, June, July, August would be fine, but just give yeah. yourself that downtime so you can kind of come back up again. So yeah, that's kind of like, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of like having that down season from the season, you know, like, November, October, November is usually, you know, the down season down, exactly. you know, like some rest time from, you know, the summer and I get it. I, you know, like I could see people doing lots of that and, you know, everybody's just egging everybody on. They've got to be with meeting that group or riding with that group and that group. And uh, I'm glad I'm just part of one group because <laughs> like, <laughs> I went on one group ride meetup and I'm like, I'm not completely redlining it just to stay with the group. And even though we're like all tethered together, um, which is supposed to, you know, so you don't have to, but I'm just like, it was a competitive part of me, you know, I'm like, I felt like I'm dropping off and I got to, you know, boost myself up. I'm like, okay, this isn't very good for my training right now. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So that's, that's the one, one way of thinking. And, and then the other way of thinking is, wow, you know, I'm using this as a great supplement for my winter training and it's mm -hmm. a way to, you know, keep my winter training focused. And so then that way you're using it as, okay, cool. I'm going to have train entertainment. I can ride on here. Maybe I ride my easy days here just for something to do. Then I've got some focused workouts that I do. Yeah. And maybe you do once a week, you do a hard group ride or race kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, 
and that's that's fine especially if it's like wow it's only 45 minutes or something once a week you do that once a week it's not going to destroy your spring season of riding mm -hmm. or whatever it's going to be fine you're going to be fine you're going to you're going to be free you're going to be fit you're, it's good to stay fit in the winter i think that's really important uh we don't want to like be at the top of our peak fitness in january of course but yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> Now, so, so what do you tell your client who's just like, you know, but like, I just, I can't help myself or like, I feel like I'm missing out. And you're like, so what does the coach tell the client in this instance? <laughs> do you have a, yeah. a good sit down chat? <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, we gotta have a little sit down chat, a little heart to heart. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and just come back to goals. Right. And explain, mm -hmm. okay, well, your, your goals are, you know, here in the middle of May or, or, or the beginning of June. And what does it mean to have a periodization cycle? What does it mean that in terms of how your body responds to training, how long it's going to take to improve, how long it needs to recover, um, all those things. So that way you can really see like what's, you know, bring them back to the basics so that they can understand the why because it's so important yeah. to understand why am i doing something or why am i not doing something um and if you can explain that just to to somebody and they get it then it's like okay all right i understand why you're telling me i can only race once a week or i only race every other week or whatever mm -hmm. be like so. and that's why you're paying me to tell you this. <laughs> <Exactly. That's right. laughs> you did pay me to tell you this exactly <laughs> i know i just i'm just watching all these and you were just saying that um you are having more engagement in your in um inquiries for coaching mm -hmm. i would imagine it's probably because at the beginning of chris and this is kind of my was what i was thinking is that beginning of christmas or like in the fall, everybody's like, I can do my own thing on Swift. I don't need a coach. Da, 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 da. And then once the New Year's is kind of like, okay, I'm like probably really tired now and I don't know what to do to train effectively because <laughs> I've been just like <laughs> redlining it for like the last four weeks. And <laughs> now I'm just, I don't. I'm not sure anymore. Why am I getting any better in my walker going yeah, down that's now? right. <laughs> Why am I not getting any better? <laughs> so, Has that been like so, kind of the, the inquiries? Yeah, you know, and I think there's a lot of, one, I think people are getting excited about, about 2021. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of enthusiasm for 2021. Uh, which is so great because, you know, so much of that is, is that great positive attitude is what's going to help us, you know, go do events and be mm -hmm. okay with all these events and stuff. So I think that's really great to see. Um, two, I, you know, I mean, millions and millions of bicycles have been bought this past year by people who never bought bicycles before, or they haven't ridden bicycles since they were like a kid. I know. And now they bought bicycles. And so they're, they're just, they're, they're loving it. I mean, we had, I had a fall camp um, in October, the end of October, we had four out of 17 people come and they just got a bicycle in March of this past year. And they're coming wow. to the second camp and it's like, yeah, 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 exactly. And now they were, they had, you know, one was a runner, one was a, a swimmer and one was a, a another competitive uh, cross train guy. Um, so they were, they were already fit, but they just yeah. didn't have all the cycling skills, the etiquette, how do we ride in a pace line? What do we do? <laughs> how do we sprint? How do we climb out of the saddle? I mean, all the things that you need, right? Yeah. Like, let's make you safe um, on the so, road. <laughs> yeah. And around everybody else. Yeah, that's right. I love it. Um, yeah. So I think that that's going to be, I mean, to me, that's, that's what we're starting to see. And I think that's silly. That's one of the things that is most I mean, I'm super excited about because mm -hmm. our future in cycling is so bright in that the fact that this, this year and the next two years after this 2022, 2023 is we're going to have this massive influx of new bicycle racers, Grand Fondo riders, people who are serious about cycling. And that's so fun because 
I mean, you know, a lot of people who bought bicycles, they're going to, you know, stop or, you know, they did it five times and they're like, oh, this isn't for me or whatever. <laughs> but I think we're going to see a lot of people who are making it through the ranks, you know? I have that feeling too. And um, here in Ottawa, like everything was sold out. But the thing is that, and I want to ask you, because you're sitting in the States, the States is a whole other ball game as for what's going on compared to Canada here. Um, my, I want to know what your feeling is. Like, do you, do you work with like um, Cycling USA or like, um, is it, yeah, or yes, is it, like, yeah, do you work closely with them? Um, you know, I have in the past, I used to yeah, sit on okay. their, their committee. I haven't been so much in the past few years. Um, but, mm -hmm, but and the reason why I ask is, uh, do you find that people are starting to think about taking advantage of the fact that there are so many new cyclists out there? Do you know what I mean? Like right. the events, like the clinics, the bike clubs, because I know here in Ottawa, like I think, I think like there was like three new women's only clubs that like sprung out of the earth like Sweet. overnight you're just like awesome. but there's lots of meetups um right. no not clubs but that there's like at least three or four that were new and led by you know other like say pro riders or or just but um it was really cool to see because i have a woman's cycling club myself and we've been around this is our 13th year so i think that it's going to be a great um, like a lot of people are going to be looking for clubs like that. And what are your feelings for like, say around your area? Cause Virginia is a big cycling area. Yeah. I mean, I think the same thing, right? I mean, I think that the same feeling is, is happening here where, um, people one are, are clamoring for information and knowledge about how to do this the right way and how to be safe and, and how to yeah. ride with groups. So, I mean, there is a huge opportunity for, for us as cycling coaches and, and for bicycle shops and for clubs to, to fill that need to say, wow, okay, look, we're going to have a beginner weekend clinic, you know, come and mm -hmm. learn how to, you know, ride safely with a group or let's, well, let's go mountain biking and we're going to teach you how to bunny hop or let's go gravel riding and we're mm -hmm. going to teach you how to go around the turn safely. I mean, all these things I think are going to be a huge, huge um, demand. Uh, yeah. And I think that's going to be where it's up to us as cycling coaches and, and people who are passionate and have mm -hmm. knowledge and years of experience to be able to, to share that knowledge and say, hey, let's come and, come and do this. Come to a cycling camp. Come to a weekend clinic. Come get some yeah. coaching. Come, you know, come go to the bike shop and figure out how to change a tire, you know, or yeah. tube or whatever, you know. So that's going to yeah. be, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, our future is so bright right now in cycling. I'm just so excited about it. It's really cool. I know. I liked it. Like, I love hearing your enthusiasm. It's not quite the same over here. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm just like, hey guys, like this is, a, this is amazing opportunity to start recruiting. Like yeah. from, you know, teenagers, you know, all the way up to masters, like, oh my gosh, could we develop some new teams? Like, I don't, I don't know, but you know, I don't think we should um, leave this for, you know, without doing something, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and uh, I love the fact that you guys are super excited. Like, do you have, um, do you have a, a, a club associated with your coaching no, Business, no, I don't. I mean, we have, um, you know, I have coaches all over the country and all over right. the world, but, um, and then each kind of coach sometimes, not everybody, it just kind of depends on their coach and what, what they like to do, but they've created their own little kind of pockets uh, right. in those areas. So that's been really fun uh, to have that. But yeah. um, for me in, in Virginia and, and where I'm, I'm home based one, I just, I'm doing so many other things that that's just like, ah, I don't have time for one more thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Group rides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot of work. I mean, uh, I have to say like, I'm glad that I have a, an um, exceptional group of ladies who do a lot of that work for me. Nice. <laughs> I don't, I'm like the, 
you know, I bring all the ideas and then, you know, anyways, they're, they do a great job. Um, I used to do all that. <laughs> I understand. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> As we grow, we need to have people who, who are much better at that than, than me. Um, all right. So do you have any more great coaching advice for those who are now it's January. Let's start thinking about, uh, you know, how are you feeling and uh, what your goals are for the, for the summer. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm um, thinking about January, especially kind of transitioning each month for me always has, has a goal. I mean, one, I'm super goal oriented and I try and bring that to, to all of our clients, but um, you know, you, one, you got to think about, okay, how do I, how am I building fitness over time so that I peach, I reach my peak when I want to. Mm -hmm. uh, so in, in general, January is a time where you're transitioning from, okay, wow, December was laying my foundation of fitness, I like to call it. Um, yeah. And then once I've laid that foundation, then I'm gonna kind of layer on top of that a little more intensity. So I start to do what we call sweet spot training in January. Mm -hmm. So a little more where you're riding underneath your FTP, um, you're, yeah. you're spending time there and then from there doing things that are making sure that you um, keep your ability to change speeds so you know so much of riding outside is you know the surgy nature bursty nature of up and mm -hmm. back and forth and and I got to get on this wheel or I've got to go up this hill or, or whatever um, and so if you lose that, of just kind of droning along all winter long, then you're really going to struggle in the spring. So cadence-based work, fast pedaling drills, um, big gear intervals at the end of January, that's when you start doing what I call tractor pulls, um, especially Ooh. for those of you who have done, uh, who have a weight training or gym kind of workout in the winter, mm -hmm. uh, we need to take that strength that you've gained in the gym and then transition that into the pedaling motion right so how do i take wow i can squat all this more weight now or i can do all this stuff with my quads that i haven't been able to do before but i need to actually make it so that i can pedal that you know use that in a pedaling motion so right. tractor pulls are really good especially starting the end of january all through february where you slow down you, you go down to about five miles an hour, maybe 10 kilometers an hour. Um, and you can do this on a trainer. You can do it indoors, outdoors, wherever, it doesn't matter. You put it in the biggest gear you've got. So whatever mm -hmm. your big chain ring is and the smallest cog in the back. Um, you grab the handlebars on the, on, the, on the drop part of the handlebars. You stay seated and then you just jump on that gear and try and create as much force and as much torque as you can on the pedals and start to wind that gear up and start to pedal against it. Um, so when you're doing it on a trainer, it's a little tricky the first couple of yeah. times because you need to find a resistance that isn't like a wall of watts and it's just like, well, you stopped. <laughs> right? What if you don't all... have a smart trainer, like you have a dumb trainer? Well, a dumb <laughs> trainer. Yeah, this one up against the back wheel. I can't even move it anymore. It's sitting on the rim. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, so you got to kind of play with that and uh, on the indoor trainer to find the right amount of resistance. But your goal is to create the most maximum force that you can with the muscles, like just like you're lifting weights, and you do it for twenty to thirty seconds. At thirty seconds, you should be pedaling at eighty RPM or higher. Really? Okay. I'm writing notes. Force to really cause strength adaptations, improvements okay. in your strength. Okay. So, so 30 seconds or about 80, 85 RPM, whichever comes first. And that's when you stop the interval. You're done then at that point. So those oh, are tractor okay. pulls. Um, they're, they're like, they're, um, if you ever raced on the track in the velodrome, they're kind of like standing starts. They're basically right. Starts. Okay. Okay. Got that. So okay. those are great. So so would, are, would you start those in a standing start? Um, I seated. So these are better seated because 
then that oh, helps yes, okay. with yeah. the recruitment of the upper body and keeping mm -hmm. this uh, core and upper body connected into the hips and getting that down into the into the pedals. So I like that better. I like that. Right. Better. I like it. Tractopole yeah. maximum force. But those, yeah, those are great. Those are great to do in February and so. So, and just kind of think about winter is, is a way that how do we move through each phase of training so that we're layering on top of one another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that means that, well, especially for a lot of us, you know, living in places where the weather is going to be bad and like, gosh, I can only handle so much on the trainer in terms of an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be missing the endurance component come April, right? When we start riding outside more. So we need to kind of do yeah. what they call reverse periodization and you have a little more intensity now and then you end up doing more endurance and stuff as, as weather gets a little bit better. So there's lots of ways to, 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 to approach it. Hmm. I'm just taking some notes here. That's good. Because <laughs> I have my 16 week program and uh, it, and so right now we're getting into so we did our base building december now we're getting into strength power and speed so i guess maybe i've have a backwards like kind of doing like the strength stuff but i i think we do more like this in february mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we're yeah. just getting more of the speed like more of the drills coming off of like you know a lot of tempo stuff and things like that yeah. but i like that i'm gonna add yeah. that to my repertoire of interval you know and, and to always remember what are your goals right and so mm -hmm. that has a, a big impact when are your goals it has a big impact on on the phase of training and how long that phase of training may last so it's like well gosh you know my my big goal of the year is july so then you you know you would extend you know january's tempo yeah. kind of work all the way through february and maybe not even start doing some of that stuff until march um so it just it really kind of depends a little bit on your goals and then the timing of those yeah well our program finishes end of march so technically that's kind of like the time that every that everybody's kind of ready to get back on the road and last year i think we were on the road by end of march cycling nice. yeah nice. like we were just and of course we can group ride together until july so everybody was just riding all over the place by themselves but but that's you know so transition from so let's talk a little bit about transitioning from you know, this is a good segue to, you know, getting off that trainer, getting onto the road, like you're saying, like a little bit of reverse uh, periodization, where you yeah, kind of go back to the base building. Right, absolutely. And I think that that's where, um, you know, one, uh, keeping ourselves fit and throughout the winter is really important. And then that allows you to come into that, okay, wow, I'm getting off, off the trainer now. It's the end of March, uh, and I'm already fairly fit. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy with my fitness or whatever, but now I need that muscular fatigue resistance, right? I need to be able to ride for three or four hours without getting cramps, without you know, my power coming down. Um, so, you know, there's, a, there's two different uh, words in English that a lot of people confuse. Number one is endurance, and number two is stamina. So um, endurance is the ability to do something for a long time. Okay, so let's say, for example, wow, I wanted to go ride for 12 hours, and I'm just going to go ride my bike for 12 hours. All right, just being able to go do that is endurance, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. okay, cool. We're all endurance athletes. We like doing this kind of stuff. That's what we do. Stamina, though, is the ability to hold a high power for a longer and longer and longer time. Okay? Yeah. So a lot of times what we actually need is more stamina uh, and not so much that endurance piece. So for example, let's, let's kind of put numbers on it from a wattage yeah. perspective. Uh, so let's say your functional threshold power is 200 watts. And at the, that means that I can hold that for an hour 
And then at two hours though, my FT, my, my best Watts I could hold would be like 150. Well, right. that's a pretty big drop off, you know, 25% from an hour to two hours. So mm -hmm. I would say that your stamina is fairly low. And then maybe if you went to three hours, it may even drop off to 125. It may drop off even more. Right. So we have to think about that from that perspective of saying, well, how do we increase our ability to maintain a high level of power for as long as we can? You know, okay, of course, 200 watts for an hour is that, but can you hold 180 for the next two hours after that 100, 200 watts, or can you hold 170? What yeah. can you do and to extend that stamina farther out? And that's, I think, an important component uh, to really start to, to, to work on, especially in that March-April timeframe, is, is how do we extend that? That's really great. I have never used that word in my coaching, <laughs> nor have I ever thought of it, but okay. it does, it makes total sense. I have explained that part, like mm -hmm. the stamina part, like this, the description that you're talking about, but I never attached it to stamina. Okay. And now I'm going to. There you go. There you go. Because I'm always like, wouldn't you like to be working a lot harder and keep your heart rate lower? Like, I guess maybe that would be stamina too. Like, you can you can push your your threshold and keep right. your heart rate low, and then that's that's what you ultimately want to be able to do is right. you know work right. a lot harder but keep your heart rate um, lower. And uh, would that be part of stamina as well? Well, that's a little that's bit something I mean, different. Some, some, that's something different. So think of stamina in terms of time, right? It's just okay. it's time, all right? What you're talking about is more of uh, both uh, economy and efficiency. Okay, so so let's so this is kind of a great little um, you know, and, and you gotta love the English language, right? I mean, oh my god, our, our language is so horrible, right? It's just, well, you are, so before different. you get into this uh, economy, I've never used that either until I don't know if you've. Um, seen Joe Friel's book he yeah, sure. yeah so he uses it he uses that word a lot and I'm like economy instead of efficiency right. it's economy yeah. and I was just like oh okay yeah, that's, yeah. It's, and that's an important distinction so yeah. think of economy right so an easy way to, to, to think of this is economy is everything that I'm doing outside of my body Okay, so okay. economy is, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm using, I'm creating more power and I have to eat less, right? It's just, yeah. it's just like the economy, like miles per gallon, right? How yes. far can my car go on, uh -huh. a, on, a, on a gallon of gas, right? How far mm -hmm. can I go on a energy bar? Yeah. But it's, you know, so it's like economy of motion, right? So it's like, what is your cadence, right? We have a cadence that allows us to have the most amount of power with the least amount of energy, okay? So that's an important thing that we all strive for. What's mm -hmm. our economy of, of uh, just being on the bicycle, right? We wanna be economical so that we fit the bicycle correctly and we're not using too much energy just to sit there and pedal. So right. everything that happens outside of your body is really economy. Um, think about pedaling itself, right? A lot of times this is where people um, mistakenly say pedaling efficiency. Well, it's not really, it's really pedaling economy. Like you can't, unless you thought internally, like unless we, we, we put ball bearings inside your ankle and made your <laughs> ankle joint, you know, Okay, I gotta start. I gotta start changing my verbiage, because <laughs> <Right? laughs> that would be me. And then I listened to him, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, right. yeah, right. it's so, it, it, totally different." Totally yeah. different. So think about efficiency then as everything internal in your body. Right, mm -hmm. everything is internal. So okay. efficiency is going to be more capillaries in your muscles, right? It's going to be okay. the, 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 the stroke volume in your heart. You can pump more blood, right? It's going to be the interaction between uh, getting the oxygen in your 
from your lungs into your into your blood. It's going to be more mitochondria in your cells. It's going to mm -hmm. be um, more suppleness in your muscles because you're doing yoga, right? Uh, right. It's, it's going to be all of those things. It's internal to the body. There's there some things that cross over, but but in general, you're always going to be safe with just saying, well, gosh, it's internal to my body, then that's going to be efficiency. So what you're talking about in terms of more power for lower heart rate, then that <laughs> truly is going to be efficiency. Right. right. So that okay. means that, right, I can, um, well, so actually it's a good, good point. It's a good thing we ought to clarify. <laughs> yeah, let's clarify it's all of the verb coaching verbiage that's out there because like clearly I'm a little bit wrong and I'm sure I'm not well, the only one. <laughs> it's, it's not it's it's not simple right because that one actually is both right yeah because one you've got um, efficiency because mm -hmm. guess what now right you have trained your body and so you caused um, improvements internally so mm -hmm. that your heart rate is lower than what it was for the same power before. Yeah. Okay. So that's efficiency, but you've also caused economical improvements because now your heart doesn't have to beat as fast and you're producing more power. So you are using less energy as well. Okay. So, so that example is, is both things. And so that's where it kind of gets, complicated and people get confused like uh what is it i don't know i love this that was great oh, i'm taking notes i hope everybody else is taking notes because this <laughs> is really good stuff i'm gonna have to re-listen to this because yeah All so right. lowering the heart rate in order or it, it, so you can go you can pedal faster at a lower heart rate so that's both the economy of your pedal um form right right and then yep. the internal part is the heart rate being lower like you've trained your heart rate to to be stronger right right because like think you know your heart is a muscle right and mm -hmm. so it doesn't yeah. get physically bigger like the muscles when we do bicep curls or whatever but yeah. what happens is think of the the internal part of the heart right it just mm -hmm. gets the walls get thinner, so it actually expands, you know, the inside. So now you, that's called stroke volume. So we can get more oh. blood in just because the, the walls are thinner. Um, and that's, that's the way you, you become more efficient. Oh, okay. So, because I would have thought it would be the reverse because I'm thinking muscle, muscle development, muscle gets bigger as you develop more muscle. So it's like, you know, your heart would get stronger, get bigger but in mm -hmm. essence the walls get thinner so you have more volume inside to move the 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 blood around <gasps> oh my god yes. wow yes. that's so cool yeah that's oh, pretty cool. cool listen to me <laughs> <laughs> i need to go really go into biology now <laughs> but no this is uh no <laughs> like how could she possibly be a coach but oh. <laughs> but the thing is that like i keep learning i keep learning yeah. great things that's all we gotta do right We're yeah learning. so learning. i had a little bit of the the right stuff i just didn't have it yeah. all down but the thing is it's it's the verbiage and um you know i could say like i was saying um you know just came across the different ways of you know it could econ economy like like that sounds really strange it does sound like a car um yeah but it it does make sense when you're talking about that all right i just had to cool. start another page of notes because it was <laughs> kind of like taking over <laughs> i was like it's like i think i better dedicate a full page to this one um all right so now we're talking about transition i don't know if we got off topic but I'm kind of glad we did. And um, <laughs> I'm personally glad. I don't know about anybody else who's listening, but, um, but, uh, and we're also talking, um, you know, 
I'm sure like in Canada, gravel's making a massive takeover <laughs> of, I think, and I think maybe we talked about this a little bit um, the first time where things were kind of shifting on the road, on the, you know, on the road front, but uh, what's your perspective on uh, gravel? Yeah, you know, Loving I mean, it. yeah it, it, it was funny, right? Because at first I really poo-pooed it. I was like, oh man, that's silly. Yeah, me too. I'm like, why, why would I want to do that? I mean, <laughs> I'm on the road, it's fast. And um, and then I like riding mountain bikes because it's yeah. cool trails and stuff. Why would I want to ride on gravel roads? That doesn't sound like fun. Um, <laughs> and then you're the and only so, one sitting there without a mountain <laughs> gravel bike. You're like, <laughs> okay, I guess I should join the group. Yeah, I'm having a little totally. FOMO now. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, I think what's what's been fun for me is, one, it's opened up new routes. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been riding around the roads that I've lived on for 30 plus years, right? So I've ridden every single road, um, but not these gravel roads before. So that's been kind of fun, right, to just do that. Um, two, it gives you a gravel bike gives you almost the same speed as your road bike. You've got a little more rolling resistance there, of course, mm -hmm. but it's almost as fast as your road bike. So you get the speed. I mean, for me, I've got a speed problem. I love going fast. So that's just, me too. That's, I love doing <laughs> So I'm good. Um, yep. Yeah. So I get almost the same speed as my road bike. And then when I get on a gravel road, I'm also still really fast on the gravel road. Whereas if I was on my mountain bike, I'd be slow on the road and then mm -hmm. still kind of slow on the gravel too. Um, so, so for, and then the third thing for me is it, you can do almost like I've, I've ridden some mountain bike trails on my gravel bike and it's not like really fun. It's not like, Oh wow. I'm bombing these down. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, because you don't have suspension you got to worry about, you know, smacking stuff and, and things like mm -hmm. that. But it's like, wow, you know, if I did this road to this road to this trail and then back to this road, then all of a sudden it opens up a whole totally new other loop that I would have never been able to do or wanted to do on my mountain bike or could have right. done on my road bike. But I can I can make it work on my gravel bike. So that's been those three things have really gotten me excited about gravel. Do you find that um, there's more uh, interest in doing gravel like group rides over road now, just maybe basically because of less traffic, um, safety feet, you know, safety yeah. precautions. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a, another one, right? Is just the fact that now it's, um, it's just less traffic, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to be in the traffic um, at all on these gravel roads. You just hardly see anybody on these gravel roads. And, People are going slower if they're driving gravel roads, and it's not like you can text and drive while you're going down a gravel road, you know. So um, hopefully <laughs> like not. Point there. <laughs> Don't text and drive. Um, so I think that's that's also a, a safety factor. It's been really nice to, to do that. And it was kind of like the first couple of times I went and rode on gravel was you, you kind of forgot about like cars. And you're like, wow, you know, gosh, I didn't even think about cars that whole time I was on that gravel section. And then you jump back out on the pavement. And you're like, okay, where's the car? You know? Like, yeah, like there? we can't take up the whole road now. <laughs> we got to right. go back into like a, a single line echelon or like double. <laughs> I know it's totally. well. I, I just see all the pictures as I haven't been gravel riding yet, so I was like holding off. But I um, I reached out to a buddy of mine who makes his own frames here. And he paints them and he's, I'm like, okay, uh, this is what I want. I want like a gravel bike, but I still want to do road races and like crits. So can, do you have like something that's like, <laughs> that's like, and he's like, well, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> so nice. I haven't got it yet, but uh, apparently he's uh, got this hybrid road racing kind of gravel bike. So I'm like, uh, that's super cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture for sure. And I get I get it painted to whatever color Definitely. I want too. Yeah, Jeez. which makes it exciting because then <laughs> some people do some weird stuff with road bike, like their their paint jobs. I'm like, I don't know if I want 
flamingos on there, but if it suits you, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find that um, there's a big um, kind of push to, well, not push, but like more gravel events coming out in your area? Like, is there a whole series? Because I know there's one here, but it, it didn't go this year. Um, I suspect things will lighten up this summer, we're all hoping. But uh, what's it like in your neck of the woods? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that this, this past year, there were, there were so many that were scheduled that didn't happen. It was mm -hmm. really exciting. I was like, wow, these things are everywhere in, in the Virginia, North Carolina, West Virginia area. And so um, to me, I think that, that uh, it's, it's going to make a huge difference this year if, if we, we see all these events that, happen, that didn't happen last year that are going to happen this year. I really hope so because um, they're super fun. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I've only done uh, you know one local event, and then I did. Um, I had my camp. I have a couple of gravel camps. Which oh are, yeah, we'll have to talk about those in a second. Yep. And then I went out to Utah um, this past fall and did the, the Belgian waffle ride in Utah, which was a oh. huge gravel event, and mm -hmm. it was super duper fun. I mean, really, really fun event. And um, so I think they're going to be. They're going to be a, they're going to be great just to 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 do. I mean, it's just a fun thing to do. Do you know a lot of Do you know any of the organizers? Like, are they kind of amping, like getting ready with you know new protocols and of safety measures? Because I know here um, mm -hmm. in Quebec they were able to get some World Cup races. Not maybe not World Cup. Like, um, yeah, I don't think they're World Cup. But don't quote me anyways, maybe like mountain bike, more mountain bike, because it's kind of right. like an individual and, um, and BMX. And, uh, but they went through a lot of organizing um, and right. safety and, you know, cleaning and all sorts of things like, and, you know, really, I think like the social part, it was just absolutely removed. Um, everything was online for registrations, you just roll up do your event, kind of leave, wait for the results. And but I think it's probably going to be like that if, if, it, uh, if it happens this year, just because is that kind of the same, do you get the same feel that that's kind of. Right. So the, 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 um, I think that you can, one, you can definitely do it really well. Um, mm -hmm. The Belgian waffle ride, I thought did a really great job. I mean, they had, um, you know, kind of staggered times when you had registration. Right. Uh, obviously, everybody was wearing masks and stuff. And mm -hmm. you did registration at the event. Um, oh. So that was really, really good. It was, you know, open air out in the, out in the right. air, so not in a closed area. Um, that was excellent. Then um, the day of the event, they had us in 50-person pods. Uh, okay. And, uh, we were supposed to be kind of separated, which, you know, you're kind of separated on bicycles anyway. It's not like yeah. you're, you're you know, standing packed in like you're at a rock concert or anything. Or um, a marathon. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And wearing a mask. But, you know, it's a freaking gravel ride. You need a buff anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> I mean, there is this thing called dust. Yeah, um, and dirt. And... Yeah, so... So you need that anyway, um, you know, and then, and then we all, we all took off at the same time. Now, once we kind of went around the corner, all the 50 groups just kind of went back together. <laughs> well, um, it looked good for the picture, I'm sure. <laughs> it looked good for the picture. Um, but, you know, I, I just, um, you know, and it was fine. I mean, I have no idea if, if anybody got COVID from that or not. I don't know. Yeah. I have no clue. Um, but I mean, you know, we're going down the road at 30 miles an hour in this huge peloton of a thousand people. I mean, we are rolling down the road. Um, and so once, once we hit the gravel sections, it just got spread apart all over yeah. creation. Um, yeah. and, or a hill. and then all the rest, the rest, yeah, or a hill. Exactly. Um, and then at the rest stops, you know, they were, um, uh, they all had their masks on. I think they were doing a pretty good job of, of being safe and, uh, so that was good. I mean, could how they have long done... was it? 
Um, they had a hundred, well, I did the 75 miler and they have okay. a 125 miler that they do. So there was a bunch of different, there were two different routes that you can do. Right. I think that, you know, doing it is, is, is totally doable. Um, you just have to kind of put these things in place and say, okay, mm-hmm. we're just going to organize it in a different way um, yeah. and, and make sure that it's done. And like my gravel camps, you know, I had, um, you know, three camps this past year and, and oh, cool. We, yeah we were we're careful i mean we had um we were spread apart in my i have a pretty big studio and we're spread apart in that and then outside we're you know kind of outside away from other people and um you know we have we've always had really hardcore kind of sanitary protocols when we have when we stop Mm -hmm. for food and stuff nobody can touch the the water containers and nobody's allowed to, to rummage through the, the food and stuff. Um, so I have my support people do that and that way. Yeah. It's not spreading, you know, cause every all wipe our nose with our gloves and stick your hand down in the, you know, stuff. That's know, right. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> share bottles. Yeah. yeah. So it can totally be done. It, totally be done and done in a way that, that uh, I think it's safer. How long was your camp? Um, I we have uh, my my fall road was four and a half days and then my okay. two summer camps were five days so that was great. Cool so you can find that on Training Peaks Coaching. No Peaks Coaching Group. Peaks, Peaks Coaching, coaching group. group sorry guys. Yeah, I know. Peaks I know. Co- Peaks it's, coaching. it's confusing right because there's Peaks Coaching um, mm-hmm. and then there's Training Peaks software. So just just keep in mind, you know, Training Peaks is the software company that yes. I was one of the founders of. No, that's of. what I do. Um, Peaks Coaching Group. Software, but Peaks Coaching, yeah. Is our, and is it's our exactly what coaching. I have there. I don't know what I said. <laughs> it's a, it's, Maybe I just I, got it all mixed calls, up. We get calls all every day. How do I fix my software? <laughs> You're like, well, <laughs> just join my group. Exactly. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Well, I know that we're all looking forward to this, um, this year, um, coaches and you know, racers, but, um, I do love the fact that the, like you said, these next three years could be pinnacle years for, um just a rebirth of cycling and um i hope that uh you know i hope that your group grows because of it um and uh, your client base and uh you know other people and when people hear this podcast maybe start them thinking about what's going on in their area and how that they can uh, make it accessible for, you know, maybe it is starting a new club, but you know, it's work to make it, it run well and to make sure everybody's safe and looked after, uh, just from experience. But, uh, there is a huge potential this year to really, uh, you know, there's a a lot of, uh, I think diamonds in the rough are kind of going to be out there on their bikes to uh to um prospect for teams <laughs> i would agree 100 yeah because you know a lot of other sports are not happening like the soccer right. players and those hockey players and they've got big engines right. and they need somewhere to be competitive so but uh all right we're almost at the top of the hour there hunter oh my gosh this went fast I need to come Good. down to one of your that training was, camps. That would be awesome. You should totally do that. When's your that next one? Fun. You want to share that? We are doing, yeah, yeah. Um, we're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. a, uh, the very next one is going to be in Florida in February. So uh, I've got a women's Florida. only camp in Florida. Yep. So where, where, where? Really fun. In Claremont, Florida. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's the, the triathlon good. training center. Yep. 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 Good memory. Um, and that's a great place to ride in Florida. Uh, I heard it's so the only hilly area. It is the only hilly area <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> um, 
and uh, that's in February. Then the first week of April, I have my spring gravel camp. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And April? then the third week of April, uh, that's in Virginia. And then also back in Virginia uh, is our road camp. Uh, and that'll be, gosh, I think it's our 24th year. Yeah, it's our 24th year of road camp, which is mind-boggling. Wow. <laughs> I've been doing this for so long. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, fun. It's fun. I wonder if we can pass, I don't know, get over the border. I know if we come back, like it's, it's all quarantining stuff, you know. I'm hoping That's the so. Only... I'm, hoping, I'm hoping so. Yeah. Do you ever have Canadians come down there? You must. Oh, tons, tons. Yeah. I know, tons. like, because usually we, there's always large groups that go down to Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina to ride February, March. Even I was going to do one last year, and um, well, it was supposed to start at the beginning of April. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, in April, it's just like nobody wants to take a chance yep. right now. But if you're in the states and you're listening to this, you better get yourself to uh, to his his training camps. And again, it's peakscoachinggroup.com peakscoachinggroup.com or you just google hunter allen and you'll find pretty much just you'll find everything name. you need to know type <laughs> my name in the google i'm there <laughs> that's right so with that we're gonna bring it to an end thank you so much it's been such an honor and i forgot to mention guys he is an like an international well no bestseller training uh training and racing with power yeah that was yeah yes. so if you guys yes. uh if you need to learn about that so you get to make sure your economy is good and your endurance base building is good and your training properly with your power meter and if you don't understand it then you just hire him <laughs> just go to his website go coach me <laughs> this is my goal and uh yeah so uh, it's always great i'm so i'm so grateful that uh you you're um that we're friends and that uh coming on you know what maybe i might have to sign up do you need a, a female coach to help down there Heck yeah. yes, that'd be great. Oh my gosh, sign me up. I will quarantine when I get back. Doesn't matter. All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> I will even drive down. <laughs> um, and, and I have, I've driven down 13 hours to Virginia to, to help with training camps for juniors. That was interesting. Nice. <laughs> I got sure. to ride with them. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Mountain bike juniors. I was there for the girls, help with the girls. But um, yeah, so thanks to our listeners. Uh, please remember to subscribe and comment. And if you can put a review on Apple um, Podcasts, that would be so appreciative. We want to drive this podcast up to the top because it's all about things that are cycling related and uh, love to bring in different people like Hunter and, um, you know, anybody who has anything to do with cycling that's doing phenomenal uniques. And also, like I said, don't forget to share. Share away. And thank you so much, Hunter. I've, like, anyways, I'm just going to cut it off because I could say oh, thank right, you a right, hundred right. times. <laughs> <All right. Don't, laughs> remember, our podcasts are also published three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So add those notifications and also don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel because all of these end up there live. So you can actually see us and listen to us, which is sometimes better because then you can kind of, you know, you get to see what we look like. You can see Hunter's house. Look at his house. Isn't that gorgeous? Look at those windows. <laughs> With that, have an amazing day. We'll see you later on the next episode. Bye. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. 
learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.